Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Epping Brava. <laughs> hey, Mariana. Was that your best Beverly Hills accent? Uh-huh. I'm a valley girl. Oh, my God. I love I love it. I love it. I love it. I just got on San Vicente. <laughs> I'm just going to turn my mic up. It was low. I had my mic lower than yours because I have a tendency to scream, but I think it was a little <laughs> too low. So, oh, my God. You're so cute. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, the sun's... You're in, sh- you're in puppy, dra- puppy drama day. I uh, am having... just been sexed and perioding everywhere. I know. You've had it's, a rough day. I have had a rough day and I'm out of champagne. I'm trying to figure out what booze I've got left because it's sunny and I want to go stick my legs in the pool. Oh, it's such a nice day. I know. I think that's what I'm going to do after this. Just Shame stick- we're still in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I live next door to a park and I've got a pool, so I'm really not complaining. Yeah, you're living the dream. What have I got to complain about? Apart from your dog having period blood everywhere, you're living the dream. I know. I am going to have to do a mega towel wash, blanket wash next week. But, you know, that's next week's problem. Hey, that's life. I know, right? At least your life's better than Erica Jane. At least my life is (laughs) shamazing. Oh, my God, shamazing. Okay. Can can we just quickly jump to Salt Lake? Yes. I, I've watched that um, that preview of when she gets arrested or yeah, when, when you know, they, they raid the bus at Beauty Lab or whatever. Mm. I watched that like 10 times. See, I've only watched it's, it once, so please take the lead on this one. Oh, it's so good because you see her getting the call where someone's tipped her off that they're coming for her and then she's like asking the blonde girl to – I forget all their names. <laughs> I know it was only like last year, but I, I can't tell you Heather? that Meredith and Heather, Lisa are Heather, 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 that's who you meant, no, the blonde the girl? No, it's the other one. Who's the other one? Her cousin. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, the the, so she says, the skinny, yeah, I don't know. the skinny kind of sounding ditzy one. I keep thinking the short hair. Stephanie because she reminds me of the Dallas Stephanie. But Stephanie it's not. Holman, I know. Yeah. Okay, we'll just call her not Stephanie. I can't fucking remember her name either. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's Whitney. Oh, it's Whitney. Whitney. It's Whitney, bitch. Sorry. So she's like, <laughs> she's like, it's Whitney, bitch. Get this mic pack off me and. Wow. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad we had cameras there. But I'm Jeez. really annoyed she got the call and she left. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. Me too. Wouldn't that have been something? I don't know. I just remember in the moment when I was watching it, I'm like, how is Teresa flipping the table no longer the most iconic thing on Housewives? Do you remember when that uh, was like the biggest deal ever? And now yeah. you're like... There's Nothing. FBI in the scene now, actual FBI agents. And they were all Housewives. wearing those vests and it was like yeah. very serious. There was a lot of them. And there was like a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we really sending out a helicopter for Jen Shaw? Dude. She's like it's- the top of the food chain when it comes to this. Yeah. There are other people in this case who have um, – I don't know whether they've been sentenced or they, they, they did plea bargains or whatever they did. I can't I can't recall. She is going to the jail for a really long time. There is no one for Jen Shaw to give them to avoid jail time. She is the top of the food chain. So, yeah, they're going to have a full fucking SWAT team. I th- does her husband even like, know anything? They haven't arrested him. They haven't questioned yeah. him as far as we know. Uh, I... I'm, you know how like we sort of, we were watching the Erica story unfold before the season played out. I'm yeah. not as attuned to what's been going on with Jen Short and well, I'm kind of that's liking that I much, don't know everything. Nothing much has. Yeah. So like, I think it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, um, what oh, else, what it's, else, what else? It's going to be great. So do you want to go over the taglines that they've released? Please, because I only remember Jen's. Yeah, so she said, the only thing I'm guilty of is being charmazing. Is she for mm. real? Like, that's not a legal stance that you can take. <laughs> like, obviously she needs the dollars to pay for her legal defence. But I just oh, yeah. think that, I mean, obviously she sold a soul already, whatever. But when mm-hmm. I heard that, one, I was aghast. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And two, I'm like, wow, you basically, like, to me, that was like the equivalent of selling your ass on the street corner. How low can you go? Do you know what I mean? Like, and also stop trying to make Charmazing work. Like, it's not going to happen. I don't think she's even trying to do that. I think she's just trying to stay on the TV to make the money. To afford her like, legal bills, does she, yeah. She's really, like, at this point in time, would you really want a public defender? No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> like, come on. Does she, no, like, ma'am. The low that she's going to have to go to, it's just... I mean, I'm loving it. I don't want to be all preachy and say it's so sad. I'm loving oh, no. it. but We far, owe a debt to her and Erica for showing up. We really... As much as I hate both of them, and I think Erica's the biggest villain psycho I've ever heard of, seen of in my life, yeah. I'm so grateful. I know. I mean, I'm grateful, but I'm grateful to Bravo. I'm not grateful to either of them. They're only on the TV because they need the cash. Yeah, yeah. If they okay. didn't need the cash, they would not be on the TV. So then we have um, Not Stephanie. So Mm. she says, in a town of beauties and beasts, there's only one wild rose. Oh, that's right. Her Eh. name's Whitney Rose, whatevs. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the fuck's she talking about? I know. I mean, that's the the thing. Like, look, we've only had it for one season. I haven't seen her on my TV for a little while. And maybe I'm in a cynical mood, but I'm just like, oh, you're even more boring than the Stephanie Holman. But I'm like, Mariana, give her a break. Give a girl well, a break. I just, in a town of beauties and beasts, I mean, is Salt Lake known for beauties and beasts? <laughs> and there's only one wild rose. What's a rose got to do with it? Like, I know there's a rose in the movie Beauty and the Beast. Is that what she's referring to? I, I don't know. No, that's her surname. I just told you. <laughs> I know, but like, where? how does that link to beauties and beasts? I don't know. Maybe there's something Beauty and the Beast got to do with Salt Lake City. Maybe we're the ignorant ones. Maybe. I don't Write know. in and let us know if any of our listeners can decipher that one for I us. I don't know. And yep. then we have Lisa Barlow. She says, you don't have to like me. I love myself for the bo- enough for the both of us. Snooze fest, you're a housewife. Of course you love yourself. What's next? <laughs> then there's this new girl, Jenny. Mm. And she says, I have plenty of everything, including opinions. Mm, I mean, that's like a season one of a show back in the day. Yeah, she, so she doesn't not... have a catchphrase. No. No, she's got yeah. nothing yet. So he, she'll have some fake business, I'm sure. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. And then Meredith is, I may be known for my eye, but I always bring the heat. I would have thought bringing the shade would have been better, but she doesn't really bring the shade, does she? Is she even known for her eyes? Yeah, because she's a bit, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you could call her cold. Yeah. I'm not yeah. inherently cold. <laughs> not inherently cold. <laughs> she's okay, a, what a legend. She's a wee cold. Yeah. I mean, she's okay. she's she doesn't emote a great deal. Maybe. I, yeah, I still don't know the difference between her and Lisa. Yeah, I know. I can't believe they're um, not cousins. I, I think so too. They look like cousins more than the other two. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's salt. Like maybe they're all cousins. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Keep going, keep going. I'm not um, touching that. <laughs> says Mary Cosby. So she says, if you come for me, I will send Jesus after you. I mean, I don't really like to comment on people's religious leanings, but I'm going to say this. I didn't think Jesus was into cults. That's all I'm saying. But then, yeah, I maybe, don't think she has the sway with Jesus that she thinks she does. And then, but who am I to call? Like, yeah, actually, I, I as I heard myself say that, I'm like, well, I wonder if other people consider Christianity a cult. I'm not saying I do or I don't. I'm just saying, who am I to judge, Mary Cosby? Well, um, you're a podcaster, so well, you fine. can. I think she's <laughs> creepy. I think the church is creepy. I think her weaves are creepy. I think her husband's <laughs> creepy. That's my oh opinion. yeah, and that's my opinion. And that's what we're going to say on that. Yeah, pretty much. And then finally, we have Heather Gay. She yeah. says, "I was raised a Mormon, but now I'm raising a glass of champagne." Could she not have something better? Like she was everyone's fan favorite, and that's what we're getting. If, yeah, I didn't mind it. If you're going to be the queen of the franchise, you better bring it with your taglines. You're right. She's. She's not solidified queen status for that one. No. I mean, we know that you love a beverage, which is great, and that might be risque in Salt Lake City, but that's not risque here. So bring, mm. I'm being a judgy bitch, basically. I actually think it's probably not a bad thing for her because remember at the reunion we thought she was getting it all to her head and mm. that she was going to be a monster? True. Um, I, I kind of think it's a bit more down to earth. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's okay. I feel but you. We'll see. I'm clearly we'll being see. really judgy today. I've got to like calm my fucking farm. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of being judgy, do you want to tell me about this Rony episode that they've aired? Because I didn't watch it. Because I told you I not to bother. You told me not to bother. That's exactly right. Okay. So I'm going to get all your judginess out now. You know how normally, like, I write the gajillion notes? Uh-huh. I've got a half a page of notes. Mm. Normally, I do like four to six pages. <laughs> With an appendix. (laughs) I know. This one line sums up the episode. In this scene, there's Leah and her ex, and we're watching Mm. Leah on the couch with her ex burping and doing a mic check. Oh, fuck me. I'm not kidding. Nobody asked for that. So, okay. So the whole episode, you know how usually in between the season and the reunion, they give us the never-before-seen footage, right? We know that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what it is, and but it's definitely stuff that they had edited completely to put in and then decided for whatever reason it wasn't going to make the cut. I cannot believe this stuff was, like, properly edited. One thing that was cute was that the episode was dedicated to the memory of Luann's dog, Aston. Aww. I know, Aston passed away, and yet Ramona's dog lives on. I think she's like Barbara Streisand and she's cloned her dog. Probs. Um, but look, that was not the saddest thing about the episode. So the, they had different taglines and they were about them and their dogs. Oh, okay. And Leah's, so it was like little tidbits of scene with them and their poochies and that was it. So like all we saw with um, Leah was her chasing her dog and saying, don't eat the tampon. Mm, Ebony with her dog yeah. saying we look like twins. And then I didn't bother writing any more down. Uh, we get a scene where Luann's with her daughter showing her her apartment and then all of a sudden she opens the bathroom door and the crew are in there. Whatever. Mm. One of Sonia's interns 
This is another tidbit scene. This is how much it sucks to be Sonia's intern. You thought it was bad. We have a scene where her, her, not assistant, her intern is trying to get some dry snot from her nose. Yuck. This is what they're showing us. Then we get some other couple of dumb little scenes like Ramona's crying to Luann in a salt room. So they've obviously gone to one of those little things. She's crying. She doesn't get to see her daughter every day and, you know, no one understands. And then all of a sudden Luann's just like, um, you just kicked your daughter out of your house and told her to get her own place because you don't have enough room for her and your stuff. Why are you crying the fact that she's moved out? So that was kind of funny. <sighs> Sounds boring. I know. And then all of a sudden there's a game and it's called Guess What Happens Next? And mm. so we get some unseen footage and then we have to guess from a list of options, A, B, C, oh, and I D. I kind of like that. I liked it too for the first one and then because the scenes were boring, I didn't like it. So, yeah. okay, the first one, okay, this is the whole point of the episode. They're going to keep doing this to the end. They did it a few times and then they just did other boring shit. Mm. Yeah. So round one, Sonia gets tennis lessons um, and it's A, what ha- uh, what happens next? A, Sonia hits Luann with her racket. B, Marley humps a tennis ball. C, Luann asks for both guys' numbers, and D, Sonia eats a muffin covered with ants. Which of those things do you think happened? Do you want me to roll through them again? Muffin with ants. Absolutely. She eats an ant muffin. (laughs) (laughs) Of course she does. And as far as my notes are aware, that's the episode. All right. I didn't miss anything. It was just, it was like pulling teeth. It was horrible. The scenes... I mean, we know, we expected this, right? We're like, mm-hmm. if if these scenes didn't make the grade and we know what did make the grade, they must have been woeful. Yeah, they were woeful. Then why bother showing it to us? Because they're scrambling to put together the reunion. So they're, they're giving us something in between. So, so that are we, they doing a reunion? Do we know yet? Uh, look, I don't know. It cha- I think it changes every day. The last I heard, they're scrambling to do a reunion. I don't know. Do, we don't need one. Do you really I, want I'm, one? No, as the days go past, like more and more, I'm just like, oh, I, I've already forgotten the season. I don't need to revisit oh, it. And we... it was only last week. <laughs> I know. It's like, I mean, it was painful enough the first time around. Yeah. I don't know if we need a reunion. And if we do have a reunion... I don't think that certain people are going to do well in it and they will not be allowed to ask them back. So they need to decide, do you want to do a reunion or do you want the world to cry out and say, if Ramona comes back, we're boycotting Bravo? Yeah. Well, they're filming the the Beverly Hills reunion right now as we speak. I know, I know. did you see Andy put up a like yeah. a video on Instagram in in the break, and he's like sitting right next to Erica at scene. Oh no, and I didn't see the video. I just saw him posting like what questions do you want to ask that kind of thing. Yeah, he did a video being like, oh, it's a makeup break, and he's like, Erica's going well, and then you can hear her mm. in the background next to him, and she's like laughing along. So oh, it sounds like no. she's having a good time, and I'm like, Andy, you need to pull your thumb out of your ass and ask the hard questions, dude. I know. I don't want her to have a fun reunion. No, I want her to have a realistic reunion. Yeah. Oh, I wanted shit. to have a reunion with the orphans and widows. I know. Imagine I know. if they brought out an orphan and a widow like they used to do on Jerry Springer. Do you remember like back in the day how tough Andy was with the questions? 
Uh-huh. I think maybe I don't like, know if he knows them too well. Like, you know, we used to love the idea that all the housewives would have his number and I'm like, you know what, maybe it's time to re- extricate yourself from that deal so that you can be a bit more journalistic, be a bit more like us and ask the tough questions. Andy needs yeah. to stop with the I want to be uber famous. You're already famous, dude. Like, I don't know. Maybe I should You're as famous as you're going to get. Pretty much. It's like you need to stop being friends with these chickas and start, you know, doing what we need you to do. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like I think of that Atlanta reunion where Kim performed and they and then he made the ladies like say what they thought of her performance. And I know. <laughs> I was like, that's what we want to know. I Put mean, their feet to the, the f- coals and let them admit that Kim can't sing. I mean, do you remember the Beverly? Because, okay, so, oh, what's her fucking name? You know me and the names. Um, uh, Kim. No, which one's the was married to Kelsey Grammer? Camille. Okay. Oh, Camille. Do you remember the reunion that Camille was at? The se- the first season. I think it was the first season she was on where she was just absolutely gutted by well the f- fans. Mm. And Andy starts reading out some of the tweets and comments that <laughs> fans were making about her, and they were vicious. Like I don't see Andy doing that to Erica. He should. Yeah, he should. Oh, he or should. fuck, man, maybe we should get PK up there to ask her the question. He would do a great job. PK, come through. As much as I hate that man, oh. I really enjoyed him this episode. He was literally the voice of reason. He was us. He was being truthful. Like, he gets a gold star today. Definitely <laughs> from me. Should we get into this episode of Beverly Hills then? All righty. So I'm supposed to be doing this one, yeah? Yes, please. I keep forgetting. And I've got the sniffles, peeps, so excusez-moi. I ha- you sound fine. Oh, I think I've gone through a box of tissues in a day. Mm. I'm allergic to grass and I live next door to a park. So, you know. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. All right, so quickly, before we start, apparently – okay, why do I keep saying apparently? I read it in the Daily Mail a couple of days ago. Apparently, Erica – I keep saying that word – the only person that she's friends with on the cast right now is Lisa Rinna. She's angry at Kyle Richards. Um, mm. After watching the show in real time, Erica now can – this is what the Daily Mail says. After watching the show in real time, Erica now cons- now considers her former confidant, Kyle Richards, to be two-faced. Isn't that funny? And is appalled <laughs> at what she considers to be hypocritical behaviour by De- Dorit Kemsley. What were you expecting from Kyle and Dorit? What was she expecting from anybody? I get, based in my opinion, based on this episode and where Erica was at at the time of recording of this episode, that she is still scared of Tom. But why does everyone oh, yeah. else have to be fucking scared of Tom and why are they scared of Dorit? I mean, why are they scared <laughs> of Erica? I'm not scared of Dorit. But I, well, yeah. because Erica's a threatening psycho. Sorry, she doesn't make threats, she makes promises. Oh, my God. Okay. We will just get into it. But did you also quickly see on the Twitter this week, Erica the made Twitter. the Twitter, <laughs> the Twitter, on the Twitter, um, Erica was someone, she made a comment to someone's tweet about like Ron Richards only, be, only being interested in this bankruptcy suit for the fees. So mm. then he turns around and I don't, look, I think he's gone a bit too far, but that's just my opinion. He then offered to add 10%. For every X amount of dollars that she would return of the $25 million, he would put 10% to it as long as she did it within the next 10 days or something. Uh-huh. And so 
And then this was I – th- I can't remember where I read this. I think it was the Daily Mail or it could have been page six. That's pretty much what I'm reading. Um, if she was interested in helping victims, she would simply pay back some of the expenses that were proper, improperly advanced by the law firm and improperly deducted by Erica on her LLC and personal returns. This would add 10% to her voluntary compliance payment. It's not about the fees. It's about the victims. Definitely calling her bluff, which of course, you know, she mm-hmm. hasn't do- she hasn't done that yet, and of course she's not going to. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, but their Twitter feud is a bit crazy. When I'm like, dude, you're representing the trustees. Maybe just tone it back a bit on the social. But yeah. he might be doing it on purpose. To obviously he's doing it on purpose, but he might be he his strategy might be like, let's see how far Erica can take it. On her social because tone deaf is not even, in my opinion, it's not even a correct way to describe her appalling social media behaviour. Oh, appalling. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anywho, Threats and Promises is the ep. This is post, well, we're still at the uh, dinner party from Hell Part 2. Mm-hmm. So it's the part two of the part two. We, we jump in where Erica does the shut the fuck up to Sutton. You've got no idea what you're talking about. And Sutton's like, I'm just trying to be honest and transparent. That's what everyone's wanting to, to me to do. And then she's like, would you like to get sued? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And at first I was like, what the fuck? And then I kind of got what she, she meant. Um, Kyle finally kind of stood up for her friend, inverted commas, Sutton and said, "Air quote, yeah, exactly." And said, "Like your t- your comments about would you like to get sued is giving credence to what Sutton was worried about in the first place." And then Erica's like, "If you want to talk about someone's health issues and you think that person isn't going to come after you, think again." And in confessional, she goes further and says that Sutton's in way over her head, and to be careful about what you say about other people that aren't here. He ain't dead and gone. She's still scared of Tom. She honestly thinks – because at this point I keep having to like go onto the Google and figure out what was happening at the point of filming. So at this point of filming that nothing had come up about the bankruptcy, nothing had come up about disbarment. So she still thinks that Tom can go after obviously her but definitely go after Sutton. I'm like, are you just showing us the kind of lawyer and – that Tom was and the kind of household you were in and what you have learnt from Tom over 20 years. Is this how Tom did business and is this... I I sort of took it the other way, maybe because I'm so blinded with prejudice. Right. But when she was saying like, oh, he'll sue you pretty much, I'm like, is that because you'll ask him to? Like, is it because you guys are still in cahoots that he's going to come after your friends because you're pissed off at your friends? No, I think that that's... I don't think so at all. I think that he, anyone that speaks to him or of him like that, that's what he's like. He's yeah, he ag- is an asshole. He's aggressive and threatening and... Well, so is she. Yeah, and this whole, like, it's a promise, not a threat, I'm like, no, that is a threat. That is absolutely <laughs> a threat. That's what You're it, threatening. Absolutely. At this point, Dorit finally arcs up and gets a little angry a little heated and sticks up for Sutton and tells Erica, look, we didn't ask to be in this situation. We just are. So if that's the situation, then we should all be scared. And and she 
calls Erica out on threatening Sutton, but I don't think it's necessarily about her threatening Sutton. I think it's about her feeling threatened as well. I think. Oh, she, she doesn't want to be sued again. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, at this stage, was her suation over? I don't know. I suppose Situation. it was. <laughs> um And then Erica's like, it's one thing to talk and ask questions. It's another thing to call someone a liar and talk about their health. Well, talking about their health is actually talking, you dumb bitch. Um, mm-hmm. Calling someone a liar, there are no grounds. Like I can, it, it can be my opinion that you're a liar. You're not going to sue me for defamation. It's not going to ruin your credibility in terms of getting work. If I call you a liar and quite frankly, the lawsuits that have been put against you thus far, Tom Girardi, is credible people calling you a liar. So, I mean, she's just trying to scare Sutton and I think it worked, which is the sad part. Well, it would scare me. She was really like aggressive and violent in how she was talking. And did you see in that after show that Sutton was like, oh, she whispered something to me. That was even worse, but I'm not going to repeat it because it was that bad. At first when I saw that, I felt really bad for Sutton. And then I'm like, what do you mean you're not going to say it? Don't be – like she's trying to basically say I'm not weak, I'm not a pushover. The reason why I got freaked out is because she said something even worse to scare me, but you're not going to say what it is. Well, in my head it was sort of like – I can imagine Erica might have said like the C word or something and Sutton doesn't want to repeat it because she's a Southern gal. Yeah, I know. But – Surely their mic sort of picked it up. Like people have whispered before and we've picked it up. That's true. Or Unless it was something that they legit couldn't air for legal reasons Maybe. or something. Maybe. That's a point. Yeah, that's a fair point. It could have also been if Sutton was talking and Erica whispered it, maybe Erica's mic picked up what Sutton was saying instead. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Garcelle but seemed I be- very I, I surprised it. when... Sutton said that she said something worse, and so in, in the after show, Garcelle's face yeah. was like, "What? I'd never heard of this." So Garcelle was sitting next to Erica, so she really must have whispered it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Eri- Erica did not handle this situation well at all. But again, She's at a the psycho. at the time of filming, I think this is how they handled what they perceived as a threat in their family. This is how Eric has handled every confrontation for the past six years. It's And that is, that is also true. As soon as Erica feels threatened, she puts on her, her gloves. And yeah. a, once again, I think that that is something that either this is where her and Tom aligned or this is something that she has learnt from him. Either way, um, I would, it's a I bad would look. That. Yeah, either way, yeah. it's a fucking bad look. It's Especially when she was, like, turning on everyone. Like, there was that po- point where she shifted from not just being angry at Sutton but being angry at everyone at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, she's like, I'm going to lose my shit on all of you. And I was like, what are you doing now if not losing your shit? And then they're all telling her to calm down, take a breath, hold it in. It's like, why? Why are you sticking up for her? Why are you helping her at this I point? Well, I, uh, if I was at the table, I'd probably do the same thing because I'm yeah, like, oh, I'm catching house having dinner. Can you just, like calm your shit and as much as we all say this is what you should or shouldn't do we're saying that in the comfort and safety of our own home through the the looking glass of the tv and not um and not sitting there feeling the aggression being in that energy yeah you never really know how you handle dealing with someone shooting that much aggression at you until you're in that moment yeah and it's like a fight fight or flight type thing i think yeah or freeze yeah or freeze yeah totally no you're right you're right i probably 
the, also, I was just thinking, like, no one knows how bad it's going to get. No, like, no one at that point knew that there is no way that Erica could take anyone on with a 45 cents. Yeah. Like, bitch ain't got more than a buck and a quarter at this point. <laughs> like, what do you, you know, I'll cut, you know, would she say something like, I'll come at you all day? I'm like, with what? Like, yeah, yeah I mean. Or what? Or nothing. Well, that's exactly. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, if, if only Sutton knew then what she knew now, she could just turn around, come at me with what? You know money and you know means. Mm-hmm. And what I also don't get because later in the episode, we've got Kyle, you know, when they're, okay, I'm just going to skip around if that's cool. Sure. Um, when her and Kyle are at the the auction place and yep. and Kyle turns around to Sutton and tries to, you know, explain slash stick up for herself as to why she mm-hmm. was calling Sutton two-faced, why isn't any one of them turning around to Erica and saying, don't be a bully? Like, I was just thinking at the time, like, Kyle loves to say the word bully, right? Uh huh. I'm a bit like you. I'm like, can we not throw the word bully around so much that it means nothing? Mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm like, Erica's freaking bullying Sutton. No one's bringing it up. Are they really and- all scared of Erica and Tom by extension at this point as well? I wonder well, I what's going like- to happen at reunion and how how gentle they're planning on being with her now they know that she has no she doesn't have a pot to piss in. So there's no there's nothing behind her. With her, with her words, you know. Yeah, and like Dorit was just calling Garcella bully last week. Exactly. And it's like, sorry, what? I just said exactly. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I don't know. They, I mean, we all know they treat Garcella differently. But they do, and don't I they? don't know if it's a race thing or it's just that's just their personality clashes and. Garcelle's feeling like an outsider. I don't know what it is, but I don't they do think treat they, very differently. I don't think they like her. I, yeah. think, I think they thought Garcelle was fine. You know how before when Garcelle had been saying, like, there's you guys and then I feel like I'm on the outs with Crystal and Sutton, and I kept mm-hmm. saying, like, look, they've just been friends longer, like, give yourself a minute, blah, 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 and now I'm, like, I'm starting to see what Garcelle means and from what I'm seeing, it's like you're always sticking, like you're being inconsistent. You're sticking up for each other. You're giving each other a pass and yet you're telling, mm-hmm. like you're nitpicking at me. Thanks for that word, Rina. You're nitpicking at me like I don't know which end is up. Well, I mean, again, sorry to jump ahead, but no. speaking of nitpicking, when Rina was like, oh, you didn't text me back with about the source, and she was like, I thanked you there and then Fuck in person. me did. Okay, I tried to look at So, yes, we're just going to jump all over the place and have some fun today. So, yeah, Garcelle and – first of all, Garcelle and Rina together, I think they were at Garcelle's house, yeah? Yeah. That was just fucking awkward to begin with. Like, these two chicks are not fans of each other. Why are they stuck in a scene on their own? I don't know. Lisa Rinna turns around to Garcelle and is, like, hurt or is she hurt or annoyed or just bothered or whatever about not getting a thank you text, like this is the thank you card of now, I suppose it is, for giving her past the source. But it's not like she left it at a fucking door and heard nothing. They had a whole conversation in the moment. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Then I'm going to send you another text. Now, I tried to look this up because I wanted to come with some facts. Okay. As much as I hate the Rinna and I this season and I disagree with this completely, the etiquette is you are to send a thank you note. But from what I can see, the etiquette uh. is you send a fucking thank you note for everything. 
It's 2021. I mean, you gotta, you, you'd be writing notes all day long. I up. know. This isn't like the 1890s where you got nothing else to do. Yeah. I don't know. I and, don't... What do you, and then do you send a note to say thanks for the thank you note? It's just like, no, fuck off. But, okay, so at first when I was doing my little Googling rabbit hole about etiquette, I was like, you know what, I don't need to send a thank you note or a thank you call or a thank you fucking carry a pigeon after I've thanked you at my door. But one of mm-hmm. the things I did think was a little remiss was the fact that as much as it was faked for the TV, Lisa Rinna held a party in Garcelle's honour. Garcelle should have sent her a fucking thank you note for that. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was her birthday lunch thing, So, right? yeah, if I was Rina, I wouldn't yeah. have made a big deal about the fucking sauce. Well, do we know that Garcelle didn't? She may well have. Well, then, Lisa, Rina, get over it. Look, I think this – what else was it? There was the pasta sauce, but there was the other thing. Was it the cake? I don't know. It seems like there was something else going on, and she just brought up the pasta sauce to be like a one-upper, and then it's like we've well, not really got a leg to stand on with that one. And we're apples and oranges over here. To what, Gar- yeah. to what Garcelle's talking about. And where does Lisa Rinna get off and turn around to Garcelle saying, I feel like you're nitpicking here. It's like, no, I'm sharing my feelings on how, I f- how I'm being treated by you and your friend group. That's got nothing mm-hmm. to do with pasta sauce, bitch. That whole scene was really confusing because did you notice how they, they got the coffees out of the oven? A what? She's like, do you want a coffee? And she's like, yeah, I'll have a coffee. Yeah, okay, I'll make us coffees. And then she opens up the oven door and she pulls out the coffees. And I was like, so they were clearly pre-made. And this is like a setup scene. Like, okay, we all know that happens. Did you have to leave in the shot of you grabbing the coffees out of the oven? What the fuck? How did I not see this? (laughs) What, am I going blind? How am I missing (laughs) this stuff? She pulled it out of the oven. Fuck, I'd suck at that. Where's Wally? What the fuck? (laughs) And then with Rina... Pretending like she was so drunk she didn't remember oh, the fight from last night. I was like, you were there. Fucking amnesia my ass. What was that scene? Ah. That was her not having to go against Erica. That's all yeah, that she was. she just got amnesia. Yeah, you're right. That's bullshit. She fuck. wasn't that drunk. Two drinks. I mean, I've seen that bitch down half a bottle of Reposado before. Like, don't give me that shit. You two yeah. drinks and, like, and I know she drunk. wouldn't have eaten all day. She I know might have she had a was, buzz on quite early. I know she was tipsy. Who knows what she fucking popped from that little bag of tricks before she got there. No judgment. Don't care. Adds to my fun. But don't be fucking. And the thing is, okay, me being my little Jessica Fletcher self and grasping at straws, but I'm going to do it. So mm-hmm. when she's with the Garcelle and she's saying, I don't remember stuff now. There have been times where I have had more to drink than I planned and someone tells me I did something and I'm like, what? But then mm-hmm. when they start telling me the story, all of a sudden the little Pandora's box of my mushy brain opens and I'm like, you start remembering things, you know what I mean? And yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, off. Oh, nothing. There was just zero f- on that face when Cell started telling her stuff that happened. There was no recognition. There was no validation. There was just blank. And I'm like, look, I know you're freaking on, on the soaps again and the acting's <laughs> coming out, but this was soap acting at its finest. Maybe we yeah, should be watching that fucking Salem show. Oh, I would love to watch called. that. I, I know, saw the right? clip of oh, – so good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, Rina, like, you know how sometimes when you're that drunk, 
and something dramatic or unexpected or shocking happens mm-hmm. and sort of sobers you up. Yes. yes. I would have thought if I was that drunk in that room and then witnessed Erica become a psycho, I would have sobered up there and then and been like, oh, shit. Especially after two drinks. And when she was at the table, she was trying to focus and spend all her attention on the muffy, on the puppy. If you were yeah. that drunk... You'd be putting the dog down for starters. You'd not be like, yeah. like she was focusing on the dog so that she didn't have to make eye contact with anyone so that she could just stay disengaged. That's what it was. Like she fucking merited that to the hilt. She mm-hmm. just did not engage. And so that's all that was. We see through it. And the really shitty thing is, you know Andy's going to ask her about it in reunion and she's just going to go, honestly, I didn't know. If I did, I would have owned it. And then that would have been that. Yeah. That'll be that. I know. Garcelle will do the same thing she did in the scene. She'll be like, come on, Rena," And that'll be that. <laughs> that was a good Garcelle impression. Thanks, man. Oh, sorry, do you want to go so back annoyed. to the dinner and finish up? Oh, yeah, like where we were instead of like hobbling around yeah, forgetting I, that we're doing a podcast for shiz. We, we need to we need to talk about how when Sutton gets up mm. and Erica shoves her chair in. <gasps> I thought I thought that was actually hilarious. Oh yes. Yeah. So okay. Oh yeah. So we didn't even get to the I promise you part, which we kind of touched on before. Okay, so we'll we'll start off coming back, we'll start off where we see Patrick just standing there, the poor bastard. And poor then there's total silence and Erica does that whole you ever call me a liar again, I'm coming for you, trust me. And then I love the tense music over the silence. Oh. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Shit production that, that music, but I loved it. Yeah, I know, I love it. And then I did love how in confessional Sutton says, so you're suing me, am I going to wake up in the morning with a horse's head in my bed? Love. You know where that reference is from, don't you? Uh, the Godfather. Good. Ten points never for you. Never seen it, but I saw it parodied on The Simpsons. <laughs> You've never seen The Godfather? No. Not, oh not, not any of it. None of them? Is it any good? Godfather 2 is probably the best, in my opinion. Um, okay. It's amazing. Some of the best cinema of all time. I'm, okay. I've probably seen them more than a dozen times. All right. I love, yeah. I might give it a go. I love them. Um, okay. And that's when Sutton says, I'm not doing it. I can't say anything that's not going to make you. You've threatened me. You've threatened to sue. <laughs> <laughs> that was my kind of um, designing women accent more than good. anything else. Um, and then that's when Erica chimes in and says, I promise you, you know, I'm not threatening you, I'm promising you, blah, 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 blah. And then, Which is such a cliche, by the I way. Know. Like People have been saying that for 30 years or, or longer and it's like you're not clever for saying that, Erica. Yeah. I mean, didn't I hear, was it in that book that that dude wrote about the housewives that you got me to listen to that I loved? Oh, it, yeah. Isn't it like in their contract they're not allowed to sue each other? Is that where I heard you it? You know what? I think I that rumour has been floating around. Yeah. And I would probably believe it because yeah. otherwise why didn't Denise sue everybody? Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then Kathy, God bless, says, I've never entertained anyone that's gone off the rails like this. The souffle is probably falling in the kitchen. <laughs> On the brighter side, there's more leftovers for me. And I'm like, I hope Patrick gets to take home a doggy bag for this. Yeah. He should not be going home to his dry-ass cruskets. You know, he should be getting some of that caviar pie, bless. Um, And then all the ladies, except for Rinna, chime in and tell her it's not okay to threaten Sutton. Sutton decides she's had enough and gets up to leave. I'm thinking I would have left about 10 minutes before that if that was me. I'd just be like, you're all fucked. I'm going home. Um, Oh, yeah. 
they're all saying, hold on, hold on. And Erica is like, bye, there's the door. And then, okay, maybe not with that accent. And then she, yeah, she slams, well, not slams, but she pushes Sutton's chair in like, you know, <laughs> fuck off, see you later. That was kind of funny. It was very funny. That was funny. <laughs> like, I don't know. And that's when Rina gets up and goes to Erica and says, I'm so sorry, Erica, and hands her Muffy for comfort. I'm like, she doesn't deserve a puppy. No, put Don't the dog be down. giving her a puppy after she threatens someone multiple times. I'd just be like, no, you don't need the dog right now. The dog does not need mm-hmm. you right now. <sighs> Very worried about the puppy. And Kathy and Garcelle walk Sutton out. They're trying to get her to come back in. I just, I don't know. I would not have gone back in. They eventually let her go home. I'm just thinking, why would you stay there? I would have been oh, pissed yeah, at with all Erica of them. Oh, yeah, with Erica being such a psycho. No Her- way. No. Nah. Erica calls what Sutton um, did. She said something about like she can leave having a tantrum. I'm like, that wasn't a tantrum. You threatened her. <gasps> so angry. So yeah. basically at this point, this is the time where I'm finally getting off the fence and I'm like, Erica, no. Come join me on the other side yeah, of the fence. I'm definitely, like I don't feel sorry for Erica anymore. I'm just not the like, way she's conducting herself. Uh-uh. Even if she's telling the truth, she's still being in a horrible person. Horrible. And just acting like, yeah, like a psycho. She's taking it out on everyone. She's only feeling sorry for herself and nobody else. When you have, you know, the proverbial shit kicked out of you, that's generally when you're more empathetic to others because because you're drowning and you're open to any form of empathy because you need the comfort. You re- tend to reciprocate that as well, don't you? Not mm-hmm. her. Nuh-uh, not her. Anyway, and yes. Even yes. like later when we get the flashback to her having had that boxing or whatever it is with Crystal, like it yeah. wasn't good enough for actually, us to actually see it. Uh-huh. But like she's just like, yeah, I've got nothing to apologise for to Sutton. I'm done with Sutton. And I'm like, why are you so fatalistic? Jeez. And you can just never cop to anything. No, nothing's ever her fault, is it? Well, I mean, even if she was completely innocent, she could be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that I didn't see the sign or I'm so sorry I didn't leave sooner and I'm so sorry I never noticed that he was swindling all these people. Like, there is room for empathy, but she's just not giving She's not even saying that much. I'm sorry, but I can't talk about it. I'd love to and there will come a time, but I can't. And isn't that what Dorit says to PK that she said later? I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll get to it. We'll we'll just fly. We've already touched on a couple of things uh, that's happened yeah. next. One is Garcelle's with Rina the next day, and we did we did kind of discuss that extensively. Actually, no. One of the things I did want to say is she Rina did say to Garcelle after the birthday lunch, "I didn't get a thank you." That's strange. Oh, so yeah, it's not yeah. the source. It's the fact that I threw you a birthday lunch, i.e. production threw you a birthday lunch, and I didn't get a thank you. So this is this is where I'm of two minds. One, if that was real and genuine, should she have gotten a thank you call or text? Yeah, you should have sent her a thank you bunch of flurs. However... But correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that like two days before they went into a shutdown Two days after they were, or before they went into a shutdown because of COVID. You can still send someone a thank you text. However, Rina, yeah. you didn't throw her a birthday party. Production yes. told you to do it. But then I'm like, mm, I doubt production, st- you know, stayed afterwards and cleaned up. 
and Harry cooked with his homegrown spices or whatever. So, I yeah, I would have I would have thanked her. You need to thank you something. I would have been pissed about that. I would have. Not the sauce. Well, but I think the, the sauce the lunch, would have been yeah. the icing on the cake. But then maybe yeah. she did this full-on thank you, thank you, thank you for the birthday lunch when you brought the sauce. I don't know. If someone's throwing me a birthday party lunch, I'm sending, yeah. you, I'm sending you a something to say thank you. Yeah. Send a nice little gift basket. Jesus. I don't know. Or at least a candle with three wicks. Exactly. I mean, it's not like these people don't have shit in their house. Wrap something on from your house and mail it over. <laughs> send a send like a Postmates dude to drop something off. Or when she arrives with the sauce, be like, oh, I actually have something for you. <laughs> Just grab exactly. something you got from a gifting suite at the Just office. grab some potpourri and put it in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then we move on to Sutton and Kyle shopping. Okay. Oh, yeah. My first thought was they should have made Erica go along to this. <laughs> and and point out any of the jewelry and say, hey, Erica, if any of your stuff's here, point it out to us. We want to see what they're selling. It for. I would love if Sutton went to the auction for Erica's stuff and just bought all of the jewelry. I would not be surprised if she says something in reunion about, I've got one of your doodads. Oh, that'd be brilliant. That would be so good. Oh, anyway, I would love it if Sutton just rocked up with that fucking ugly ass freaking panther jaguar ring just sitting there and wait for one of the ladies to notice. (laughs) That would be so good. And say, I was going to give it back to you, but I don't think I will. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, and then, okay. What do you think with Kyle and the shopping? Do you think Kyle actually really liked the ring or she just wanted to buy something because she's a compulsive shopper? I think it's performative. Yes. I think she's saying, look at my wealth. And, yeah, I think she just wants to shop because yes. it was an ugly ring. I mean, I don't know if it was so performative in that it's like, look at my wealth. I just think that Kyle loves to – I guess it is performative. I guess I am agreeing with you. It's almost – it's not so much a look at my wealth. It's, oh, my God, I can afford this. Look, look, I guess I am saying the same thing as you. I think she's mm-hmm. just excited that she can spend that kind of money. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think she's as comfortable with her wealth as, say, someone like Kathy is. Kathy is comfortable with being wealthy. It doesn't come off like it's a big deal to Kathy, whereas it comes off on Kyle like it's a big deal, like it's she's like only been wealthy in the last few deal. years. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she ends up buying a ring that's basically the same as Sutton's, except it's got a pearl on it and not an emerald. Meh. Mm. Meh. They both buy some shit. Both buy pinky rings and then all of a sudden they see this. So that was from the section of stuff they were allowed to pick up that day. But there was a whole bunch mm-hmm. of stuff that they weren't. It was just previewing before it went to auction. And I get the impression that Sutton goes to these a lot. And I also yeah. get the impression that Kyle does not. And they yeah. found some bird pattern china that was commissioned for the Rothschild family. And they're fighting yeah. over it. And Kyle kind of tries to say, oh, it's, you know, it's, you know, that whole family once removed because Nikki Hilton is now Nikki Hilton Rothschild. Mm-hmm. It's like, whatever. And when they were fighting over the plates, wasn't one of them like holding it and waving it around? And I, I know. Was like, you and the- like, they cut to one of the attendants who was sort of looking like worried. <laughs> like, oh, get the plate down. 
I thought it's funny when they were when and anyway they start fucking fighting basically at this point. And did you notice when they're fighting, they do a shot of the um, the people that work there or whatever, and the guy had a mask on, but I rewound it a couple of times, and I'm like, he's fucking cacking himself. He's laughing. Oh, he was having a great time. Oh, so good. So but good. But they were waving their hands about, and I was like, you were near priceless jewellery. Like, I this know. would be very expensive if you whacked a crystal bars off. And I kind of thought that such a uh, – Okay, I thought that Carl was rude. I thought Carl gave Sutton a low blow when mm-hmm. she kind of says, so Sutton says basically, like, I was saying a whole bunch of shit. Stop, you guys have to stop egging me on to be the scapegoat because I have said a whole bunch of shit and mm-hmm. I think you're all too scared to. And then Carl turns around to her and says, you looked scared of her as in Erica last night. I thought that was a fucking low blow. What do you think? I- I, I agree. Fight. I don't know what Kyle's perspective is. She's just being a real bitch about it. I don't know. I mean, calling her two-faced, she brought that up again. Yeah, she's being really direct with her. Yeah, I mean, I get where she, Okay, I do get where she's sort of coming from when she's like, and we've discussed this ad nauseum, right? So I kind of get it. But realistically, when Sutton lists off everything that she's said to Erica, I'm like, yeah, actually, she has said it all. She said so the most. She has. And PK's said a lot, but behind the back so far. <laughs> yeah, but so what? He's not friends with her. Yeah. And one thing I did notice was when Sutton said that in the confessional, she said that um, her ex told her what to do and he would talk to her, kind of talk down to her, and she's like, I want to be spoken to as if I'm an equal. Speak to me like mm-hmm. you're my friend. And I'm like, for me, her tears kind of make sense now. It's that whole mm-hmm. rage pointed inwards. When someone is spoken down to and in in that sense controlled, it's triggering and it isn't, crying is a normal response because you're so frustrated that, that you can't get out of that situation. And I feel that that's what's happening with her and Erica because I'm trying to figure out why the fucking Sutton, why Sutton keeps crying at the drop of a hat. And I'm like, I think this is all triggering for her. And when she, and then I think it makes sense when she brings up how her ex-husband treated her. I'm like, this is all making sense to me now. Yeah, especially when she was being so supportive with Erica because I think mm-hmm. she saw Erica's situation in her situation. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, she did say, I know what it's like to go through divorce from a powerful person, blah, blah. So Yeah, it wouldn't be easy. No. I mean, just ask Sonia Morgan. Exactly. And then Cole calls her weak and says, and this is, I think, where my idea of the whole why didn't they stick up for her and say stop bullying her is when she says, Kyle says to Sutton um, that, you know, she's trying to lay it on thick as if they're friends. And she says that she calls her weak and says that if you were stronger with Erica, Erica would have been less aggressive with you. I'm like, isn't that textbook bullying? Yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah. I think Kyle fancies herself as the master manipulator. And I think over the years we've seen that. So I wouldn't be shocked if Mm. Kyle had been pressuring Sutton to be the spokesperson to protect herself. So Kyle doesn't have to be the one to do it. And we're catching a glimpse of it, of her being like disappointed that Sutton wasn't her mouthpiece enough to her liking. That is very true. I don't expect Kyle to be that bright. I'm really sorry. That sounds horrible, but I just haven't expected yeah. her to be that bright. But you could well, be right. I think, I think she's probably a different type of bright. I think yeah. social manipulation she might be very, very, very good at and yeah. 
you wouldn't expect it because you don't see her as being, yeah, that smart or bright. But it's a different skill set and I think she's got it. I think you might be right. I haven't thought of it from that perspective. In this town, she is the wolf that runs with the whatever the fuck. Yeah, whatever the fuck. I hate Carl's tagline. Yeah, I know. (laughs) No, I think you're right. I, I hadn't considered that, but it definitely seems to make sense. And anywho, moving, they kind of make up whatever, we'll see. Yeah, the air quote fight was funny. I mean, yeah, I didn't really mention that when Sutton air quotes friends, like, you know, my so-called friend, um, and that seems to piss Kyle off. I'm like, I thought that was appropriate and I didn't think it was (laughs) rude. It's like, you're not really being my friend right now. All of a sudden, and then Kyle does the whole unconventional, I think I've been a really great friend to you. It's like, who thinks like that? No one says I've been a great friend to you in this context. It's like if your friend is pissed off at something you did, you don't turn around and go, well, I think I've been a great friend. It's like Uh you're allowed to make mistakes. Just, you know, Lisa Rinna own it. Eh. That's why I didn't kind of mention it. I was just like, that's dumb. Um, Anyway, let's get to Dorit and PK because Uh they're having a – okay, they're sitting around some bought platters. (laughs) Dorit's calling it fucking date night. Baby, baby, don't eat that. I'm still putting stuff out, baby. Don't be silly, baby. Bubba. Oh, this fucking gross. She's got to stop doing it. No one, no one needs it. And what the fuck was she wearing? She. It was a very. Was it sixties outfit? It was very mod. Is that the sixties? It was like a. It was like exercise tights with a dress over it, but they were both the same fabric. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Peggy Bundy. Kind of reminded me of vomit. Okay. Look, it was not my – it wasn't for me, but it was very mod fashion, definitely. Mm. That's – that's. I think that's what she was – the look she was going for. I just – I don't think that the colour scheme of the outfit worked with all the light in the house and I did, no. it didn't pop. It could have, but it didn't. I totally get what Especially she was going PK for. PK sitting across from her in like a, a hoodie. Uh, Poor thing. He just wanted a beverage and to chow down. And she I know when she just, was Yeah. When she was making that toast and she was being oh. so long winded and he's like, Yeah, hurry up, finish up. I want a drink. I know. I mean she was toasting to like fifty motherfucking things. <laughs> Jesus. And he was like, yeah, babe, sorry, babe. You know, he didn't say sorry. He just said, like, keep going or go on or something. He's so he's like, used oh, to it. God. Here we go. I and think her being long-winded is just such a fun, long-running joke that's just building each episode. I know. It is cool. It is. I mean, is it, is it mean, though? I don't know. It's fun. I don't care. I don't care. And then she wants to toast the dress collection. And I looked them up. The names that our mate Paul here came up with, mm-hmm. they're the names. Oh, no. There's The woman. There is one called the woman. There's one called the actress. There's one called the moment. There is not <sighs> one called the pearl. Oh. It's called What the, about Sophia Loren? No. We've got the angel and we've got the princess ball gown. Oh, God. Yeah. And they're, they're like 10 to 15K. One of them, mm. I think the ball gown, the princess ball gown one doesn't have a price listed on it, but they're all made to order. So if you want the dress, you're not getting it for six months after you pay for it, which isn't which isn't also that unusual. So because they're all sewed by hand and stuff, so whatevs, whatevs. Now, did you notice that they were having the caviar? Mm-hmm. Do you think that this is going to come up a lot 
Do you think this is like, I don't know, going to be like the new goat yoga? They're all going to have, all the housewives are going to have caviar in their scenes now trying to, yeah, trying to I feel like they're. Yeah, I think it's performative they're on, well. Yeah, they're trying to feel like they're the Kathy Hilton because that's like the, mm-hmm. the bar's been set pretty high now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then PK asked Dorrit about the Erica and, and asks how she is and how Tom's going, I guess. And she says that she'll be able to say things at some point, but she can't right now. And then PK, motherfucking Paul Kemsley comes through because he says that she can say that she's very sorry for the victims. And that's when we get the flashy of her responding to Garcelle when Garcelle says that the victims are the most important thing. And all Mm -hmm. that production have to work with in referencing Erica and the victims, Erica says, yeah, the victims um, need to be taken care of. Yeah. That is all she has said the entire season about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, the victim's arm need to be taken care of. That's it. That's, that's it on the show. That's it on social. That's it. That's it. And then PK says what we've all been saying all season, her social media posts aren't helping her, and we get never-before-seen scenes where Dorit and Kyle start talking about how Erica's portraying herself on social media and they're saying that it sends a message that she doesn't care. It's like, we could have had that scene before, but anywho. Yeah. PK turns around and says, it's not alleged what Tom did. It's alleged that he's losing his mind and he doesn't know what day it is and he can't Mm -hmm. remember 10 minutes ago. That's alleged. Also Mm -hmm. highly unlikely. 100% PK. Yes, I'm clapping for PK. 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 And he says if that guy, and do you love how that kind of um, is him distancing himself from Tom by referring to him as that guy? Uh If that guy's been active borrowing money and doing what he's been doing for the last few years and he's suddenly caught the devil. (laughs) I've never heard that phrase before. Um, And then he goes on about how Erica is portraying the wrong message with all her social pics and posts. It dawned on me at that point because I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out why Erica's doing what she's doing. Is she trying to set herself up so that she will eventually move into the foray that is OnlyFans? Because her posts would make sense on the OnlyFans. That makes sense. Yeah. How else is bitch going to turn a dime after this? She can no longer pay to play to be Erica Jane. Because obviously mm. we know that when Erica Jane performed here, there and everywhere, she actually paid to perform. She didn't get paid oh, yeah. to perform. She paid to perform. So she's not going to be able to do that anymore. So how is she going to make her dollars? Mm. Yeah, she, I'd believe it. If she did exactly what she was doing on the OnlyFans, I don't think anyone would have a problem with it. No. Everyone would be like, she's out there hustling to make her coins to pay her bills. She should mm-hmm. stop doing this shit on the Instagram. She should get rid of Erica Jane off the Instagram or just not post for ages. You know, because in this scene, Dorit's trying to tell PK, well, it's for work, it's for work. She had the lingerie um, brand collab. It's like Fenty Beauty fucking dropped you, bitch. You got nothing to collab with. Yeah, and even if it is for work, like you don't need such tone deaf comments. Exactly. And then have the post for the for the thing, and then write hashtag ad. There are no hashtag yeah. ads anymore. None yeah. of the posts. She, I follow her on the Insta just to see the ridiculousness that she is posting. It's all self love. It's all unfierce. That's all it is. It's all bullshit tone deaf stuff. But yet, if she was doing it on the OnlyFans. I probably wouldn't have an issue with it because I'd just no, be like, I wouldn't see it. she's selling her tartars to get 
to make the money. No one is on the OnlyFans for the fun. They're on it to make money. I think Sonia is on it for the fun. I, I think see. she's on OnlyFans, but she doesn't really know what it is. Probably. So she, <laughs> I think she just posts like clips of her daily life. Oh, really? <laughs> well, that was at least like a couple of years ago when it oh first God. came about. I don't know so if she still funny. got it, but she did have it for a while and she wasn't posting pics of her tartars. See, because <laughs> I know that Erica makes money from Instagram by being on the Instagram and having all those followers and posting all those pics. I get that. But it doesn't come across that way. But yet, again, if she was doing it on the OnlyFans, I would understand it. And then anyway, PK turns around and says that he's been through a similar thing. He had a 550 million pound bankruptcy, which is basically a billion US dollars. But his was corporate, so therefore it's okay. I'm like, it's not okay, but yes, people care less that you're ripping off multinationals. <laughs> and he says that if he had pushed, if he had behaved the way that she did, they would have pushed it and pushed it, i.e. they would have gone for the jugular, which is exactly what's happening with her and Ronald Richards. He's gone for the jugular. Mm. I mean, PK coming through, voice of reason, loving it. And then we yes, get- and. He does more next week from the yes. preview, right? Like him and Maurizio team up to sort of, you know, well, steal won- some home truth. I wonder if this is why Erica's not talking to them anymore because we know that they get the episodes a week in advance. They would have already seen mm-hmm. next week's episode and obviously Dorit, PK, Mauricio and Kyle get together for dinner and the boys yeah. start telling some truths. And I can totally imagine Erica having the standard that no one would be talking about it when she's not around. Like, yes. I, uh, her, I can imagine her demanding that yep. of her friends. But 100%. It's like as if. <laughs> the only thing that she will accept is blind faith. Well, she's a fucking idiot. She's a fucking idiot, exactly. Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, so Garcelle and the Haitian dinner, what did you think? I thought it looked great. Her place looked great. Amazing. I was interested in the food. Yeah. I was, like, learning shit. I was like, oh, my God, pumpkin are like a upper class thing in Haiti because yeah. they take a while to grow. Like that's something I never would have thought of before. Same. Um, Very interesting. And so, yeah, it was really interesting. I thought she did a good job of hosting and I, I understand getting a chef in. Like I thought that was a great idea because the chef yeah. knew her shit and she seemed great. So I, I really liked what she was putting forward of the attendees. It was a bit, it was a bit boring. Yeah, I mean, I love that I learnt how to say shut up in Haitian or is that is that the language? How rude oh, of me. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sispan pale. Sispan pale. That's all I've that's all I've been saying. Sispan pale. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it anymore. But that's how I write it in my notes. And so I'm telling everyone to shut up and it's fan flippin' tastic. Loves. Fun. I know. So before the dinner we always see the little tidbits of the ladies getting ready and Erica has got the glam. Kitchen glam. Kitchen glam, but yet glam nonetheless. Like when I'm going to someone's house for dinner, I'm not expecting that it's going to cost me three grand before I get there. Mm-hmm. And that's at a minimum. Like these peeps, she's not getting like those like rando people on the Google that come to your house and do your hair and makeup for the $200. Like these people are costing at a minimum 1500 bucks. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, we have heard them say on the social that they're doing it for favours, but really, really, bitch? I think she's not looked as good this season, so she's probably paying them less because she looks less expensive. It's less expensive um, to be me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, again, not a good look. And 
when she was getting the kitchen glam, she was like, oh, we have to amuse ourselves somehow oh or something like God. that. And I was like, yeah, people are dying out there with COVID. I know. <laughs> and Delta she's variant. sitting there saying, let them eat cake, isn't she? <laughs> she really is. I know. Like, so much is going on in the world. Yeah. And she's <laughs> just. George is like bemoaning the fact that she has your to life amuse is herself. Kitchen glam. What a, what a fucking crazy bitch. I did love the, how the chef at Garcelle's house, her name is Manushka. I'm like, that is the cutest name in the whole wide world. I love it. It's a great name. I know. Who doesn't like saying the word Manushka? It's a great name. I know. I'm loving it. So, Rina arrives early. <laughs> yeah. Rina, why are you coming early to the person's house that you don't like? Well, I, I think it's call times. Yeah, probs. I didn't think of that. So Rina arrives and then she finds out that they're basically having all fish and she's like, oh, I don't like fish. I didn't grow up in a fish family. I'm like, what's a fish family? I don't know. And she was acting like fish is outrageous. And I was like, it's not like it's snails. As if you she don't eat like, oh, sushi. Fish. She's not eaten I mean, sushi before? I swear we've seen her eat sushi. I s- exactly. Maybe she has like the chicken, sh- chicken sushi. That's not sushi. Yeah, but maybe that's what she has. That ain't sushi. I'm sorry. A roast chicken in freaking nori. <laughs> nah, I'm sorry. Just because you're putting it in fucking nori, don't make it sushi. <laughs> Jesus. Like, put mac, like, let's put some mac and cheese in there. It's sushi. Freaking oh, heathens. Anyway, they make a bet to see who will be last. And Garcelle mm-hmm. says it's going to be Dorit. And I didn't think that that was shady boots. But Dorit was not impressed later when she, when she, A, does not come last and then finds out that they made a bet on it. She's acting like it's Garcelle coming for her again. It's like, oh. Yeah, she loves to play the victim. She really does. And what did you think of Erica's boots and shirt combo? Did you like? Not really. Yeah. She's, I think it could have been great, but I just hate the person. So I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, I mean, she's wearing basically, would you call them chaps? Is that what you, you could? You could. She's basically wearing like vagina high boots and a shirt that does not cover the tippy top of the boots. Mm-hmm. Like that's a bold choice. That is not showing me someone who is feeling low at the moment. <laughs> you know? Her energy was low and her boots were not. Yes, well. All the ladies arrive. Sutton arrives. Garcelle shouts out so casually, thanks for showing up to to Sutton. (laughs) I loved that. I thought that was hilarious. And then we find out Kathy isn't coming as if. Oh, I was so upset. I was upset, but I thought after the shit show that was Kathy's party, why would she come to someone else's party? Why would she be like, (laughs) I ain't get, she'd be like, I ain't getting paid enough to put up with that again. Great point. She's like, I'm friend of. This is my privilege to she not was, go to everything. She was doing the show for the fun. If it's not mm-hmm. fun, she shouldn't have to rock up. I agree. I wouldn't yeah, have gone if yeah. I didn't have to after that. Fuck that. I would have because I would have wanted to have seen it. True. I was just p- trying to put myself in Kathy's place. But if it was me, I'd just be like, fuck you. I'm going to watch that again. <laughs> Hell's if it were me, yeah. I'd be egging them on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And anyway, that's this is when um, – Dorit finds out about the bet, that she lost the bet, and Garcelle comes out with the $20. And oh, my God, said, this moment. I know. And what did she say? She's like. She said, you can 
uh, give it to a charity of a choice or something like that. But no, what did Garcelle say? She says that I don't want to be that. Oh, she pays. She says, I don't want to be that bitch that's accused of not paying Kyle Richards. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Something like that anyway. Yeah. And then, yeah, Rinna's, I don't know, says give it to a charity. It's like, who's going to give just rando 20 bucks? But anyway. and then I know, but then when. Erica started snatching for it, acting like she's a charity. I know. I thought that was so disgusting. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I was like, you are not a charity. No. And then Dorit grabs it and shoves it down her shirt. And I'm like, you're a good friend, Dorit. Taking one for Erica, trying to, like, take the shade off her. Seriously, if Erica snatched that money like she was trying to. They should have let her do it. They should have let her do it. I would have. Hoist her by her own petard. Uh, exactly. Seriously. I thought it was so shocking. And everyone saw it. We all saw it. There was no way we were missing that. Fuck it's so me. Cringe. I hope that freaking Andy asks her about that. On what planet do you think you're a charity and deserve that $20, Erica? He's not going to, but he should. Oh, of course not. And she'll just say, well, my, my pool bill. The or bill to heat t- my pool. She'll just turn around and go, my legal fees, blah, blah. Gross. I don't give a shit. I know. But then, I mean, Andy's a rich bastard. Don't rich people stick together? That is true. I don't know. It's gross. <sighs> Moving on, this is when we find out from Chef Manushka that pumpkin soup is known, it's actually freedom soup because in Haiti, only the upper class could have certain things and pumpkin was one of them because it took a long time to grow. Mm. And there's some spicy stuff to go along with said soup. And so Garcelle warns him, hey, that's spicy if you don't want it. And then Dorit apparently loves – I kind of loved this. I want to actually see more of Dopey Dorit. So (laughs) Dopey Dorit says she loves spicy food and we find out that her mum is from Morocco but grew up in Argentina. Okay, so she was – her mum was born in Morocco but she grew up in Argentina. Does that mean that her parents were Moroccan? Or they were South American and were just in Morocco. I don't know. But anyway, her dad's also Israeli. Yada, yada, yada. They like the spicy food. I don't know how one thing means the other, but that's where we're at. And then she kept talking and she was like, oh, and I think that's maybe why PK was attracted to me because I used spices in my food. And I was like, can you shut the fuck up? What is that left turn and how does one thought go move to the other thought? Why does she think anyone cares? But why does she think that... Talking about her, like, heritage and that's why she likes spicy food because of the food that she grew up around. What has that got to do with how she met PK? I don't know. I don't fucking get it. I think she realised in the first half of the season she didn't say anything, so now she's overcompensating. Honestly, she sounds like she's popped a pinger and she can't (laughs) shut up. That's what it fucking sounds like. (laughs) Who knows, Um. mate? But if she was on something... Because, again, I am also of that age group. I know that it is no longer easy to skip a meal and stay thin. So my question is, what are these women taking to stay the thin? It might explain some of the behaviour. Water pills. Um, The verbal diarrhoea. Yeah, if you're taking something that's speed-based to keep (laughs) the weight off, yeah, you're going to get the verbal diarrhoea and not maybe get so much judgement. But then she decides instead of not talking, she's just going to keep talking but ask Garcelle questions about her. She asks about the flowers and if they're Haitian. (gasps) 
and Kyle Shady Boots Richards <laughs> says, "I hate Kyle, but this is this so was fun. so good." She's like, "Ah, uh, they're orchids." And under her breath, Dorit calls Kyle a cunt because she knows that she got her so good. See, this kind of petty crap is what we love. Don't get me wrong. I'm loving the fucking the FBI SWAT teams. I'm loving all this stuff with Erica. But at the end of the day, the shit that tickles me that brings me back is this petty fucking shit like this. Yeah, it's a tightrope. And, like, this sort of interaction was what we were missing with Roni. It's the fun shadiness yes. that we enjoy. That's why the time it's so good. It's, it's because they're shady and they're quick and they're funny. And, and so this was just like a moment of that. It's true because I think that Karen, by constantly saying things like, we need everyone that's on this show, we need them all on the show, and she's focusing mm-hmm. that this is just about, I only have to be around Giselle because of the TV. The TV is great because of this. It's like they don't they don't take any of it personally. I don't know how they yeah. do it, but I am so grateful that they do. Me too. And <sighs> with um with dumb Dorit that you mentioned earlier, yeah. I also thought it was funny when they start talking about the air quotes fight. She calls them air italics. <laughs> oh my god. Did she say air italics? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's when Garcelle tells Dorit to shut up in Haitian. Sispan palette and Dorit. How many languages you want to tell me to shut up in? That was kind of fun. And then they get a penis fishball and squeeze some white sauce all over it. Oh, yeah. I didn't think it looked that much like a penis. I didn't. Th- I mean, when they put the white sauce all over it, I'm like, okay, I get it now. But <laughs> <laughs> And why were they freaking out over eating sea snails, but they're happy to eat fish eggs? Oh, yeah, great point. I don't get that. Like, I've eaten a sea snail. It's not that bad. I mean, I've just... tried a snail in, in France at Escargot. Yeah. It just tastes like garlic. Yeah. Like whatever you cook it with. Yeah. It doesn't have a It doesn't really taste. have a flavour, exactly. Oh, yeah. my God, you ate one? Is this when you this became a vegetarian? I was a vegetarian. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, like just before. And Crystal's like, I ate it all. I'm like, okay, normally I don't care, but on shows like this, I'm like, A, you get a gold star for cleaning your plate, Crystal, and <laughs> B, I want production to have like, you know in school when you'd have like the little gold star stickers, like you were the best student that day? They Mm -hmm. should all get one of those every time one of them eats all their food just so we know who (laughs) ate and who didn't because that would be really helpful. Then Rina brings the attention to Sutton and goes on about the jewels on her dress. I'm like, you are just trying to focus the attention on the Sutton because Mm -hmm. no one's yelled at her for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And they start talking about the um, auction place and Carl says that Sutton was nasty to her. Oh, Carl's a fucking idiot. And I'm thinking, uh, what do you mean Sutton was nasty? Do you not recall calling her two-faced for the second time? Do you not recall saying, oh, well, you looked afraid of Erica last night? Anywho. And then Carl brings up the word friends in quotation marks about... (laughs) Italics. Yeah, italics. And Sutton apologises, which I don't think she needed to apologise, but whatever. And did you see the shot of Erica on her phone pretending she wasn't listening? Ugh. Yeah, and she's scrolling the New York Times, that's what she said in her confessionals, and I'm thinking, bitch, I would not be scrolling and reading the New York Times at a dinner because you are bound to see an article about your ex-husband in there. 
She was on Instagram. She, she was can pretend not. she was on the New York Times. Come she was on. Not. I'm sorry, but New York Times is going to, as I said, so many articles about the Toms, so many articles about you. Why would you bother? Mm-hmm. Anyway, they move to the living room and all of a sudden they're pretending that it's cold and Garcelle yeah. gives them a bunch of coats. I'm like, you were just sitting outside if it's your cold inside. What's going on? It, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was odd. And then, but kind of fabulous though. Like, yes. hey, instead of having a blanket, here's a coat. Like, I mean, who has, chic. who has that many coats? I was impressed. Yeah. Um, and then we get shade from Rina. Because they talk, they were talking about how oh the coats are cute, the coats are cute or whatever, and then ha- somehow we get onto the topic of Kyle's Gucci pants, those yellow pants that she wore at the Not Sutton meeting. And I thought they were uglier than Crystal's pants. I thought I they were. That on yeah, record. I didn't think the pants were ugly. I just didn't think that they were appropriate for Kyle's body type in the size that they were in. They didn't suit her, okay. and they looked way too tight for her body. She, like she had like little mm-hmm. sausages, and I'm sure she's a teeny tiny lady, so it wasn't hot. And then Erica's like, "What pants? What pants?" Like as if, oh, it's so set up. And they're like, "Oh," and then fucking Rina's like, "Oh, that's the that's the thing that you weren't invited to." Was it her that said it, or was it Kyle that said it? You weren't invited. You weren't invited. I think Rina over. said something. Oh, like you don't have to say that's the thing you weren't invited to. And so now they're having a go on about the Sutton meeting again or the not Sutton meeting. And then Dorit says, I'm going to dip out. And for some reason, Garcelle says, like, you do or good idea or whatever. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay. And Erica decides to leave. Rina decides to leave. And then inside, they talk about Sutton not seeing Erica since the dinner party from hell. And Garcelle asks if she expects an apology and Sutton's like, I don't care if I get one. And then Kyle's like, Erica's expecting an apology for being called a liar. And Sutton laughs. I love that. And she's in confessional says, if anybody deserves an apology, it's the victims. And then maybe me. That Uh, was good. Kyle says, Kyle basically is trying to stick up for herself and say to Sutton, look, my whole point was if you say something in the moment, you've got to put it out there. And we get what that means because it's going to be on the TV. I get what Mm -hmm. Kyle's point was. She's like, you don't want to be waiting until reunion to get yelled at. You want to say it because you've said it in front of the camera. Then just fucking say that. You know, Sutton's sitting there stewing because all of a sudden she raises her voice and says, you know what, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being in the hot seat. And Crystal's like, I was there with her. There is no moving forward for Erica. And we get this little scene of of Crystal and Erica at a boxing gym, clearly not good enough to show us before. And Mm -hmm. then Crystal is so team Erica. They're bitching about Sutton. And basically, Crystal tells the ladies um, that they'll act cordial and sit on the other end of the table. They're not friends. It's over. Yeah, I had a moment where I was like, oh, my God, why is Crystal so against Sutton? And then I remembered that they had a whole big fight yeah. for like six episodes. At the like start a million, of season, you remember the face roller with the Nurse Jamie face roller? Oh. It feels like another season. I know. We need face rollers. That's what I'm saying. We need to sit here while we're potting with our face rollers so when we get activated. Totally. And then we get next time, we're at Kathy's, we're with Sue, the puppy, they're howling at each other, living. Love it. Garcelle and a matchmaker, I just, I can't, I cannot invest in another bullshit matchmaker storyline. No more matchmakers, Nuh-uh. yeah. Erica turns around to Kyle and said, was it Kyle? No, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Erica turns around to one of the ladies and says that Tom's house was broken into. He confronted the burglar, he had to have eye surgery, then her son had to go over and help. 
Then he rolled the car five times on the way home. What the fuck is going on? I don't, I don't know if this is the same car accident or is she saying her son was in the car accident or I, c- I don't care. This is when her bullshit. friend needs to turn around and say, Erica, I'm going to repeat back to you word for word what you just said to me and you tell me if it makes sense. You know? And I think she's doped up. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's just a fucking Lexapro. It's not that. I'm on the Lexapro. I'm not doped up. Right. It, so I think she's on something m- more oh, than that then, right? She's got to be. I mean, I don't know how many milligrams she's on, but once you get Maybe over she's on maxigrams. <laughs> once you get over the side effect hump, which can take more than a month, that's true. You're not you're just normal. She's on something stronger. And I who, don't know what's going on with her. This is the, this is the bit where we see Dorit PK at dinner with Kyle and Mo, and PK says that Erica's been in a controlling marriage for twenty years, and she's still being controlled. And I'm like, a hundred percent, give that man a scratch mm-hmm. and sniff, a plus. <laughs> <laughs> you know the stickers from school. Yeah, I don't literally mean scratch and sniff him, but you know, each to their own. Oh God, no! And Can then Garcelle tells Dorit, "My God, will you shut up?" I love it. I love how in the Erica of it all, we have this cute little side story of Garcelle and Dorit hating on each other. It's fucking great. Yeah. It just helps, you know? It helps. It's just been a wonderful, well-balanced season. It really has. Oh, my God. Obsessed. And now we have the Potomac. Do you want to talk about Potomac? Yeah, I think because we've talked for a long time. Do you want to just do like a quick like what was your highlight, what was your low light type thing instead okay. of going through it? Let's do it's that. Been a long I know. Time. <laughs> All right. So I pretty much just want to talk about the Candace and Chris fight. But just before that, you know how Karen mm-hmm. was with the girls looking for a second wedding dress? Yeah. So I just want to say that I love my Queen Karen, but that dress, even the dress that was her first dress that she tried on for them, both of those dresses were so ugly. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were like, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly, <laughs> A-Hey, you ugly, A-Hey. That's how ugly they were. So I just that's all I wanted to say about that. But sure. Candice was really going into Chris. And Chris was not having it. First of all, he orders wings and only wants the flats. I had to Google what that was. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. So a chicken wing has the drumstick bit and the other bit. He just wants the other bit, not the drumstick bit. I don't get it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I I had to goggle it. It was – and it was grossing me out. But anywho, going on about boot camp for – music video week and she's got to follow like video choreo and all that. Oh, she's such a diva. Such a diva. When she was getting that Zoom tutorial for the dancing or whatever Uh in her living room, I was like, move your coffee table. I know. Why was she dancing around the coffee? Just move it. She was doing it for the cameras. She wasn't doing it for real. I know. Who's not moving around the furniture to get some room? And And her laptop keyboard was dirty. How big is that house? First of all, find an empty room with a TV and plug uh-huh. your lappy or whatever or air thingy it to the TV. Like, hello. Yeah. Hello. That'll piss me off. And so they're basically arguing because Chris is trying to tell her, okay, we're coming up to like film clip recording week. I get it. That's mm-hmm. a big deal for her. I get that. And he's saying, and I've got a couple of cooking classes. That week. Now, it's a full fucking week and he's got a couple of cooking classes. 
What's she freaking out about? He doesn't need to be there for the whole thing. Like, what? I'm like, he's not the fucking director, and she's basically, and you're like the only one who knows what's going on. And he's like, uh, the director knows what's going on. Some other person, I can't remember who, knows what's going on. And she's like, can't you just let me be the artist? I swear to God, that's what she said. She literally know, says that the last thing that she needs is to not be able to feel like the artist because she doesn't know if everything is in place. And I'm I'm like, are you kidding? She's an yeah, artist now? If she's a fucking artist, I'll eat a chicken wing flat. I swear to God. You know, I will admit I listened to Drive Back again the other day Uh huh. because it was in my head. Right. But then I was like halfway through listening to it, I was like, what am I, what am I doing here? Gotta I had an out-of-body experience money, and, I was like, and I was like, why am I listening to this trash? You have to stop giving her money. Agreed. Cannot on, and then they have a fight. One of those ones where you think you're having a normal discussion, but then it ends up being a massive fight because Chris says that he's going to go play golf that afternoon. <laughs> I thought he was pushing it a little bit. She's full busting his chops, but and he says if he wants to spend five minutes doing something that he wants to do, so he can spend the rest of the time doing her shit. And then she's doing the whole, I will cuss you the fuck out, check your attitude, blah, blah, blah. And then he I, just, I was like, check your attitude, Candice. Well, this is bitch. why he gets up and walks off and she's like folding a napkin and trying to fucking like press a tear. And then she's like, why am I stuck with the bill? But wait, what it is, there's some before, before that he says, so basically she's like, you know, she's got the shits because she doesn't, him not being there is him not supporting her. And we get a flashy of her doing that TV pilot where Chris wasn't there. And then we get a flashy of her doing a studio session and Chris isn't there. And so they're building it up. And then he says, I'm only missing Thursday. So I'm missing two scenes. He's missing one day. I know. And I'm, And then he's like, you find someone else to do. He says something like, I volunteer to do this shit. And I'm like, oh, he's dropping crumbs. Like he's not getting paid. And I'm like, oh, you're dropping crumbs, but they're not fried chicken crumbs. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally He honest. was dropping something. He was definitely. And then he says, you find someone else to do this shit for free for you, blah, blah, blah. So what does he say? He said, if I stop my stuff and do nothing but sit here and make sure you're okay, then I'm going to ask you for an allowance. We're really building this up. Like, is he building it up to say, I don't want to do this shit anymore? Or is he building it up to do the, I don't want to do this shit anymore unless you're going to pay me? So as much as yeah. she's in the wrong in terms of she's she's a bad fighter, she's always hitting below the belt way too soon. But at the same time, I'm like, is he trying to drop breadcrumbs like I'm doing way more than I thought I was going to be doing? You want more mm-hmm. from me? Yeah, he wants to get paid. Well, I think it's like, you know, you do things for your partner. You help them out when yeah. you're, like, working on something together. But when yeah. you start treating them like staff yes. and then it's like, well, I don't want to be treated like staff. I want to be treated like your husband. Yeah. So if you're going to treat me like a shitty staff member, then maybe you should pay me. And yeah. I think, I mean, you'd think they're in a relationship. They have a house together. They have got shared finances. So, like, really, what's the point? But yeah. I think it's more of a symbolic thing being like, don't treat me like I'm an intern. Yeah, the thing is, though, he should definitely turn it around and just back off and say this isn't working because, A, as you just put perfectly, you're treating me like a staff member, and, B, I don't want to be on your payroll. It's Our relationship isn't going to work if you treat me like staff. Not going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, he should just be like, maybe we should hire someone else to be an actual manager instead of our husband. They can't afford it. 
Well, I'm going to go stream drive back a few more times. Oh, my God. Okay. So, and what did you want to talk about? Well, I thought Candice, apart from her fight with Chris, was also a stupid, horrible, horrible person when she was talking to Ashley at the end of the episode. Calling her wide and making fun of her forehead and basically fat-shaming a woman who's just had a baby. I know. And I was like, you were in hot water last year because you called her roach when she was giving birth. And then you, like, fake apologised. But now you're saying she's she's too wide and... I, I just, it really left a bad taste in my mouth. And I was like, oh, no. you are a villain. And then she's like, and then you took off with your breast milk. I'm like, is Candace not going to be happy until everybody hates her? When is she going to learn that it's not okay to make fun of someone's appearance? It's just not and okay. It's, and it's not always just in like the heat of the moment. It's in confessional as well. Oh, she's doubling down whenever rough, she can. Man. It's so rough. <laughs> And it's, it's like we've watched Ashley have postpartum. I know. And she tore her anus up and like, yeah, obviously she's she's not feeling great about herself and her body no. post-pregnancy. And like I totally get that. Yeah. And uh, Candice, oh, right. wasn't she trying to she... fake a wannabe pregnant storyline oh, yeah. on us as well? And I'm like, can you have the easiest teensiest bit of sympathy no and way. just she even says ugh. I wrote it in my notes she says to Ashley when you walk in a room you body shame yourself with your big fat ass and your big forehead like that's just not Fuck cool me dead man that's so effed I'm sorry she should be off the show for that well like talk about bullying like that's exactly. actually bullying that is bullying 100% I mean, she does have a big forehead, but like. <laughs> so, but so what? The way the, so what? the malice intent with which Candace is delivering it, and look, if she said something about your big ass forehead, we'd just probably giggle. But the fact that she is body shaming her, uh huh, and to boot, body shaming a woman who's just given birth, which it doesn't matter exactly. whether she's given birth or not. It just adds to the incredulity of it all. It's and, horrid. It's so. And this is something she, that actually. Yeah shared with them about as well like we know it's an insecurity and it's something she's been dealing with and to like exploit that is just disgusting it's just fucked up i think it's fucked up i don't understand why she's not learning that particular lesson and i wonder if it's because she's not getting in trouble enough for saying that i was seeing some chatter like throughout this season being like oh candace is fun this season i'm enjoying Mm. candace but i just i can't i can't get on board with her sorry she's horrid and the only other things I wanted to say about this episode was I don't need to see Ray giving Karen a foot rub. No, don't I do need not. to see that again. No, I do not need um, to see that. And what did you think of Giselle and Robin's podcast? I mean, good for them. <laughs> it just seemed to me like I've Giselle tr- was just talking listen- and Robin's like, uh-huh. <laughs> I've tried to listen to it. It's not for me because they're very one-sided. So it's not like I'm getting, I'm not getting anything else from Potomac through them. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just more yeah. of the same. I mean, the fact that Giselle said that, um, what did she say? She basically alluded to the fact that, she, well, but she basically said, if you're cheated on once, you'll get cheated on again. I was just like, mm hmm. And mm-hmm. so then I'm like, so then what part of your relationship with Jamal was actually real? 0.5. That's what I'm saying. Well, I know she was she was throwing all the stats out. What did she say? She had a stat something like if men cheat, there's a three hundred and fifty percent chance they will cheat again. And she <laughs> I don't says know. someone should have told her that two years ago. But then in confessional, she says um, she wouldn't have done anything differently. 
And but in the same yeah. confessional, she says, um, "If you stay with a man long enough, he'll cheat on you." She said those mm. words. So yeah, well, I don't know if that's true. If you stay with a man long enough, he'll cheat on you. This is why you're single, love, and you probably should stay <laughs> single. Like yeah. that's not someone with trust issues. That's someone who doesn't trust anybody. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. And on that note, well, <laughs> and on that note, oh my god! So what's coming up next? Let me see. Let me see. Karen does uh, the promo video for Surrey, uh, <laughs> but she films it in Potomac. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's because of the COVID. And Chris and Candace get into a massive fight, Giselle and Karen fight, and Giselle tells the ladies that Jamal cheating wasn't new info, but boom, the end. So that's what right. we got to look forward to. Fight, fight, fight. But we, we know the salad tossing event's coming up. And that's that's coming up, but I don't know if that's coming up in the next ep. I'm, <laughs> I can't wait. I'd love to see it. I can't wait. It's been a big week okay. in the Bravo, man. It's been a huge <laughs> so Bravo huge. week. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go. All right, well, let's call it. All I'll right, love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.